0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life Podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we are alphabet singing our way into episode number 39. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life Podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. This is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am here with an episode of the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. I feel like it's been a long time since I've done a podcast, and really it has been. It's been like six weeks, and I want to apologize for that to begin with, those of you who listen in real time and are subscribers. This has just been a crazy summer for us. Our library system is doing a whole bunch of great events, but it's just takes a lot of time to run the kids back and forth. And I guess I felt like I didn't have a lot of time during the school year, but this summer has really floored me. So, uh, but now I'm getting back into it and hopefully I'm going to get back into every week, a weekly podcast for you. So this week where we're going to kick it off, this is actually a topic that a podcast listener asked me to do and I I'm hoping that this will still be helpful even though it's coming in several weeks after she asked but what we're going to cover today is nursing during pregnancy and tandem nursing. I want to say before I really get into the podcast that I have nursed through at least a portion if not all of every pregnancy that I've had since obviously my first one Um, but I haven't ever really had an extended tandem nursing experience. I only had one baby who nursed all the way through the pregnancy and then he tandem nursed for a few weeks and then pretty much self-weaned. So I'm gonna give you some tips from tandem nursing moms, but I don't have tons of experience, especially not getting up into toddlerhood where you're nursing two toddlers or a preschooler and a toddler. I've had a lot of friends who have experienced that, but not my own. So I just, I wanted to clarify that before I began. I wanted to start by talking about nursing during pregnancy. I think that breastfeeding an older child during pregnancy is something that many of us as moms desire to do because we still see that little one as our baby when we get pregnant with the next baby. But it, it can bring some challenges, and it's important to be aware of those and to know coping methods for those and that sort of thing. First, before we get into any of that, let's talk about safety. So is it safe to nurse another baby during pregnancy? I would say that the answer is usually a resounding yes, with a few caveats. So. The caveats would be, first of all, if you're experiencing a high-risk pregnancy, maybe you have a really irritable uterus, or you've experienced a lot of miscarriages, and you feel conflicted about it, you may choose to wean when you become pregnant. I do have Corwin in here, so you'll probably hear him. I have heard some... Corwin, Corwin, Shh. I have heard different opinions on nursing if you have a miscarriage. So many doctors believe that if you're going to miscarry the baby, it's going to happen regardless of if you're nursing an older child or not. And many moms feel that nursing that older baby was actually helpful to them because they still had a baby to hold and to nurse uh, even while they were going through the sadness of a miscarriage. I'm trying not to cry thinking about it, but, uh, but anyways, so that, they find that very helpful, and there are moms who have gone through a miscarriage after they weaned, and they express some regrets that they had weaned the older baby, and then they miscarried the pregnancy. So, Corwin, so that's one point of view to keep in mind if you're considering weaning because of your pregnancy. Now, if you know that nursing really causes strong contractions, if you have what they sometimes call an irritable uterus, and your doctor has advised you that maybe you shouldn't nurse or you have a really hard time just staying pregnant, then that's a different situation and you may choose to wean because of that. Other situations are multiples, if you're pregnant with multiples. Especially higher order multiples, it's usually recommended that you wean the older child. So that would be triplets or quads or higher. Twins, some moms choose to wean because of twins, especially if they have problems carrying previous pregnancies. Other moms go right ahead and nurse through a twin's pregnancy. Again, that's one to talk about with your doctor or your midwife. Do some soul searching, praying. Uh, Consider where you and your older baby are at. But generally, with the exception of a medical condition or higher order multiples, you are generally pretty safe nursing through pregnancy. The other caveat that I would give you is if you're nursing through pregnancy, I would recommend that you treat yourself as if you're pregnant with twins, even if you only have one baby in there, because your body is still making milk to nourish your older child. And you're growing a new baby, and you need all that nutrition to support your own body. And actually, in a few weeks, I've got the podcast lineup planned out for the next few weeks. And in a few weeks, we're going to talk about the changes in your body and pregnancy. And I'm not just going to be talking about the same stuff as the newspaper or the magazines where, you know, oh, you're going to get a cute bump. We're going to actually talk about what's going on on the inside with you not just a baby, and you're going to just be amazed at some of those changes that happen in your body, and nutrition is what really supports that. So you want to be taking care of your toddler's body through nursing, because your your toddler really is still getting a lot of nutrition. It's not just comfort through nursing, and you want to take care of your new baby's growing and developing body and the placenta, and you also want to take care of your body as it does all of this for two children. So, and that that actually is advice that Dr. Brewer, the late Dr. Tom Brewer, who created the Brewer Diet, he gave that advice to mothers who wanted to nurse, Corwin, who wanted to nurse through a pregnancy, uh, and I really value his advice. And he very much was uh, an encourager of nursing during pregnancy, just so long as mom was real aware of her nutrition. Um, And I would say this is the case even if you notice that your milk supply drops. And as we'll say or talk about in a few minutes, it is possible that your milk supply could drop off. But still, your body is working hard at trying to get that milk production going on. And there are still some of the hormonal influences going on when your little one is nursing. The pregnancy is going to be the overriding thing that your body takes signals from. But still, breastfeeding is going on, so make sure that you're nourishing yourself. Make sure that you're getting plenty of rest. Uh, otherwise, though, and, and actually nursing can help you get a little bit more rest during pregnancy because you have an opportunity to put your feet up, even with a busy toddler. If they'll take a few minutes to sit down and nurse, you can relax. <clears throat> okay, so nursing during pregnancy, other than safety concerns and... Uh, and being advised to eat really well and all of that stuff. Nursing during pregnancy, it can be, it can be challenging and unexpected. One of the normal pregnancy symptoms that many moms experience is tenderness and swelling in the breasts, and especially sensitivity and tenderness in the nipples. And that can definitely come into play. Uh, in any pregnancy not just your first and can impact how comfortable it feels for you to nurse your baby that's often one of the earliest symptoms of pregnancy for many women so if if that comes into play it could cause issues with nursing okay sorry ladies I had a willing child take Corwin off to play so that you can hopefully hear the podcast Okay, so uh, nipple and breast tenderness can be a big issue. And this was something that, that frankly took me by great surprise when I, w- I got pregnant with my second. I haven't noticed it in the last few pregnancies to be so much of a problem. I don't know if it's because all of those changes that were going to happen had already well happened by the time it came to babies number five and six, you know. But um, But I didn't notice it to be as big of an issue, but it was definitely an issue for me with my second baby. Um, And so it was just, it was almost excruciating to let my first nurse. And my my nipples actually stayed pretty sore and tender. I ended up weaning her during that pregnancy and I'll talk more about that in a minute, but they stayed tender all through out and I took a breastfeeding class at the local hospital and I don't remember exactly why, I think just curiosity even though I didn't have my baby at the hospital she was or he was born at home but I I did take the class and I can remember asking the lactation consultant at the class would this tenderness remain or would it go away and she said something along the lines of oh well it's very possible that it might stay and she just it scared me to death and because I was all worried that this was going to stay and I wasn't going to be able to nurse my newborn because I was remembering how hard it was to nurse my toddler, and luckily, I mean, as pretty much, you know, as soon as he was born, that was all gone. It was all pregnancy hormone stuff, and as soon as those started flooding out with labor and birth, that was gone, and I never had any problem nursing him. And I share that story just because I do remember how tender I was and how terrified I was that it was going to stay like that, and I wasn't going to be able to nurse my newborn baby without pain. So that's a big thing that many women experience and experience very quickly. Another thing that happens, it happens at different times for most women, but most women do experience a decrease in milk supply. Usually it happens pretty early. For me, it always happened either in the mid-first trimester, so about the time I was finding out I was pregnant and then a couple weeks thereafter, or it happened late at the end of the first trimester. But usually it always happened. I did have one pregnancy where I didn't really notice a significant drop um, until later than that. And then I have a friend who, she never noticed her milk supply drop at all. But she was definitely, definitely the unusual one out of my group of friends. Most of us have noticed that, and I know that most moms do notice that. Some toddlers don't care at all, and some toddlers are bothered by it. Some toddlers are not bothered by it, but then around the end of the second trimester, beginning of the third trimester, when colostrum begins to form, they either get excited because there's something there again, or they really don't like it. Because colostrum has a very different taste than breast milk, it's much saltier and more concentrated, and some toddlers do not like that. Um, so there are points during a pregnancy when, even if you are really gung-ho about nursing through the pregnancy, you may find that your toddler is not. And some moms do encourage their toddlers to keep nursing through this period, and others just choose not to and go with the, go with the little one on the weaning. And I think it's, it's kind of bittersweet but I also feel that it's probably pretty developmentally normal in the, along the course of humanity, so to speak, that an older child would wean because a younger sibling is coming along. Now I know that the Weston A. Price Foundation says that traditional cultures cultures would intentionally space children, uh, you know, three to four years apart, and that the older one would be well weaned, and mama would have a chance to rebuild her stores, and. And maybe that was the case for a lot of them. I just, I don't really know. It's hard to speculate. But I would guess that a lot of cultures also, breastfeeding was the form of birth control. And when mom's fertility returned around a year or a year and a half, she would get pregnant again while the older one was even still nursing. And I do think that it would be very normal for a sibling to to wean during pregnancy. So. As guilty as it makes us as moms, and I have definitely, definitely been there, I think it's not completely unnatural, nor do I think it's completely a horrible thing. I think the younger the older child is, the more you want to continue the nursing and tandem nursing, and the older the child is, the more comfortable you may feel. So it really depends on the child and their age. But other issues, okay, so we've talked about the pain, we've talked about milk supply may drop. The dropping milk supply may actually uh, make you more uncomfortable too so that could be something going on or it may not bother you at all and it may not bother your child at all even if it happens other things that happen are this strange disturbing and generally universal feeling of nails on a chalkboard would probably be a good way to put it and revulsion would probably be a blunt but not so nice way to put it so many moms describe that they just they feel sick it feels like nails on a chalkboard irritating they just when the older child comes to nurse and it's it's partly physical like many moms actually I mean they actually feel physically ill um, and others, it's it's just that or it's also combined with this emotional thing, but many moms describe it as, I want to pick the child up and throw them across the room to get them off of my body. And it's, it's really disturbing, and that's why I'm talking about it, but it's also, it's a really primal feeling. It's definitely a mama bear kind of feeling. It's this primal, ugh, get this child off of me. And I mean, the only thing that doctors, researchers, midwives, moms can speculate is that it's there as part of a protective instinct for the new baby. That mom's body knows a new baby is coming. And so it's just part of the hormonal blueprint or whatever that that mammalian mama brain blueprint going on in there is to get her ready for a new baby. Now, as I just shared, a few minutes ago about the nutrition and Dr. Brewer's opinion, and this is also the opinion of many doctors and midwives, is that nursing is perfectly fine and if mom is well-nourished, and that means really really well-nourished, not standard American diet nourished, but I mean you could still probably do it, but, but please pay a little bit extra attention to your nutrition. I'll link to my pregnancy nutrition pages in the show notes for you. But yeah, that that extra nutrition will really carry you through, so your baby is not going to be in danger, the new baby and the older babies. So those are feelings that are really quite perhaps residual feelings from a time when there may not have been enough food left over for, for nourishing both a toddler and a growing uh, baby in the womb. So, But the, the feelings are still there because the body is still kind of programmed for that, and they can still really be very disturbing to a mother. And it can also be, even outside of any physical discomfort from tender nipples or something, it can really be one of the hardest parts of, of trying to nurse through a pregnancy. Unfortunately, I don't have a way to make all these feelings and things just go away. The reason why I introduced this podcast with ABC singing into into this podcast episode is because that is a coping technique that was shared with me for these feelings, and it's something that I found to be pretty useful when I was at the point when I was feeling like this and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to continue nursing or not. And I've used this throughout multiple pregnancies and with multiple toddlers. Um, but, but different suggestions for handling this are to practice your labor breathing, you know, the breathing that you're practicing, so cleansing breaths and things, for giving birth. Um, and then the other suggestion that I like is, is to sing. And oftentimes you do this with a set song, and it's usually the same song, and you explain to your toddler that we're going to nurse through this song, and then when the song is done, the nursing is done. And the ABC song has been the one that I've usually used. And singing is nice because counting can be threatening to some kids, or they don't understand it. But another thing that's nice about singing is if you're feeling really relaxed, and you're feeling like, okay, I can do this for a little while, you can sing really slowly and if you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm about to crawl up the wall to try and get this child away from me, you can sing really quickly. So just explain it to the child even if they're a young toddler and they they may not be happy about it because they want to nurse, but it sets clear limits for you and it helps you create boundaries around your body which is healthy for you and your child and it helps you do it in a pleasant and calm even-tempered fashion which i'm sure is what you as a mama want to do for your little one Uh, so really the decision to continue nursing through pregnancy is a very personal one and you think about it consider it again pray ask your doctor your midwife talk it over with your spouse um, and if your child is old enough, talk it over with them. I mean, maybe you're nursing an older toddler or preschooler who's conversing with you, and you can have conversations about this. Um, and, and there may be some things that you need to do, like you may need to set little limits, like if your child is used to reaching up your shirt and playing with the other side or playing with the necklace under your shirt then you may teach the child that that's not okay to do because that really is starting to drive you up the wall. I've, I had to do that with a pregnancy where I had a child reach up and play with my necklace inside my shirt, and it didn't really bother me pre-pregnancy. And then after I got pregnant, it drove me nuts. So I, I chose to let go of that. Or to teach the child that it was time to let go of that, literally and figuratively. Um, Other choices that you may make during pregnancy are you may decide to limit nursing. And this is really, this goes along with gentle weaning. And I I do not really believe in child-led weaning, so to speak, because nursing is a relationship. And I think that it's a give and take between mother and child, and it should always be guided by mother and child. So I don't think it's mother-led and I don't think it's child-led. I think it's both-led, if that makes sense. So I think that some give and take is normal and natural. And as your child gets older, setting some boundaries on your body, for instance, don't reach up my shirt while you're nursing, is healthy for your child. And other boundaries that can be set that are healthy and for really any time during weaning, and especially during pregnancy, maybe we only wean at certain times like we only wean after meals uh, or we only, excuse me, we only nurse at certain times. So we only nurse after meals um, would be one or night weaning is an option that many moms find is helpful during pregnancy because then they get a break all night long and (laughs) there's less disturbed sleep at a time when sleep tends to get more disturbed because you're up to go to the bathroom constantly. So that's definitely a good thought there that you can set some boundaries and hopefully continue to work within those boundaries. A good, very, very down-to-earth, very helpful book. I mean it's not going to make it easier if you're finding nursing challenging, so to speak, but it is comforting, very down-to-earth, has a lot of stories, quotes from from moms who have been there and from moms who made all kinds of different decisions, from really being child-led and letting the child continue and just working through it uh, to making some modifications to nursing, like I talked about, to deciding that weaning was really the way to go. Um, but this book is just really respectful about it, and it's Adventures in Tandem Nursing by Hillary Flower, and she covers pregnancy and she covers tandem nursing. And so I'm going to put a link to the book in the show notes. And it's a really great book. Most La Leche League groups have it. Uh, Many libraries have it. And of course, you can always order it from somewhere like Amazon. But it's a really great book to read, especially if you're right in the middle of this right now, or you're preparing to become pregnant. But it's really good if you're in the trenches. It's very comforting, no matter what you ultimately decide to do. Okay, with that said, we'll talk for a few minutes. Again, I don't have as much experience with tandem nursing because I have pretty much ended up weaning my children during pregnancy um, and then during my pregnancy with Cora when I weaned on her. I was pretty pretty far into the pregnancy when I weaned her, but it was just getting really hard and my belly was getting bigger and it was I was feeling more irritated than anything with her and I decided that it would be better just to wean, and I I decided to try and wean with a lot less guilt than I had previously, um, and that was challenging, but, uh, but I think letting go of the guilt is important, because your older toddler or your older t- baby can be well-nourished by food and your love and attention, and even if they're not breastfeeding, you can still provide a lot for them. And then if you're able to nurse through pregnancy, then then obviously you have a lot more benefits. Some of the benefits of tandem nursing are easing the transition from being the baby to having a younger sibling. Many families find that the siblings bond very well when they're both nursing at the same time and often it's there's less stress for mama. Uh, the logistics of tandem nursing can be stressful just like during pregnancy, but Again, like during pregnancy, you often have the chance to put your feet up and you know where your toddler is because he or she is nursing at the same time you're nursing the baby, though tandem nursing doesn't always have to mean nursing at the exact same time. It can mean just nursing two at once, but maybe not, not right at the exact same time, um, and that's a solution many families find works for them. But, but often the, t- the toddler will want to nurse when the baby does. And that can get wearing on a mother for a toddler who comes up and wants to nurse every single time. But often uh, it can also be refreshing for a mom when the toddler is right there and calm and quiet while she's nursing the baby. So there are some challenges and there are also rewards. Uh, and of course one of the biggest rewards being that your older child gets to continue to have that nourishing breast milk. And I was really glad that my one who nursed through my pregnancy, that he continued nursing and that he was also able to nurse um, after his little brother came, even though he ended up, you know, pretty definitively deciding he was done a few weeks after his brother was born. He was uh, he still I felt like that was a really wonderful time for us, especially I can remember a few times when my newborn was asleep. And so I was able to sit in the chair and just rock him. And he was he was two at that time because there was a two-year gap between those. But he was still my baby, and it was nice to be able to hold him and give him, give him that nursing time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But some tips for tandem nursing, and these mostly come from other moms. <coughs> Excuse me. Because as I said, I haven't really had a lot of experience with it. But the first tip is that you should always position the baby first because, as you know, if you're nursing a toddler, toddlers are very athletic and very acrobatic, and they can turn every which way while they're nursing and all these ways that you really don't even want to think that your body can twist to try and accommodate them if you've ever had a toddler kind of contorting himself while trying to nurse. It's no fun. But that can be a big advantage when you have a newborn because you can get the newborn positioned and then the toddler can kind of just work his or herself in where or him or herself in where they need to be around the baby. Um, And then you probably want to make sure that baby is... The colostrum, there is again, there's debate about it, but you want to make sure that the baby gets first dibs, especially on the colostrum. Some families choose to really try and distract the toddler for the first few days um, and let the baby get most of the colostrum, and then once the milk's in, they're more comfortable with the toddler nursing, But, but give baby the chance to get the colostrum first, whatever you decide and that baby gets the chance to nurse on whichever breast is fuller because the baby is, I mean, that's the only thing that he or she is getting, and you really want them to get the full, rich hind milk, and the toddler isn't depending on milk solely for his or her nutrition. Now, a toddler can be really helpful if you're having issues where the baby is not doing really well getting your milk to let down, then that might be a situation where you let the toddler start nursing first and get the milk to let down and then let the baby on. Or if you have a really strong letdown, the toddler can nurse for a couple of minutes and that strong letdown will ease and then it's mostly the rich hind milk coming in and the baby can nurse. So those are situations that might be an exception to that rule. In general though, you want to let the baby get first dibs. And then just Work on making sure that you're super comfortable. Use pillows to get yourself comfortable. I'm a fan of the, the laid-back breastfeeding style. I can't remember right now the name of the researcher who's really done a lot into this. I can look it up and put it in the show notes. But um, but she's really laid-back breastfeeding. I think she also calls it biological nursing But where you're just really relaxed, and the baby tends to be able to get really relaxed, too. It's not necessarily this rigid positioning that we've really been taught the past couple of decades. It's more of a relaxed thing. And if you're able to do that, then the toddler can kind of just nestle in. But you should still have pillows and things around, nursing pillows or whatever, to help um, facilitate whatever position you want to be in and make sure your arms and things have enough support. If you have not night-weaned your toddler, then a family bed with everybody in it is probably going to be the easiest because you don't want to get up to nurse the baby and then get up to nurse the toddler and this, that, and the other. If you have night-weaned your toddler, then your toddler can sleep in a bed in your room maybe if you still have your toddler in your room or in his or her own room or with an older sibling, and then the next day you can, you know, you guys resume your nursing. But if the toddler is still nursing at night, then a family bed is almost a must. It's important to have support from your spouse uh, if you're gonna be tandem nursing because it can be really challenging, especially in the early days when a newborn's needs are so intense and the toddler is feeling kind of clingy and not totally sure about this whole transition experience. So having somebody else's support, and especially somebody else's arms for your toddler, can be so very helpful. Um, Make sure that you sleep when your baby sleeps, especially in this situation. Make sure that you're eating really well. If you can, put freezer meals up before the baby comes. Solicit people for meals. Ask somebody to set up a meal train for you. Uh, Ask the people in your church or your community group or whatever outside outside help you have access to so that you're getting the nourishing meals that you need Um, and if necessary you know for you to do it still make sure that you have lots of good snacks and things so easy snacks like string cheese and yogurt cups and fruit slices and nuts and those sorts of things that are just real easy and maybe you can have an assortment of it in a cooler beside the couch or beside the bed in the early days and then uh, easy on hand in the fridge once you're more up and about. Make sure you're also drinking plenty, getting plenty to drink. I know I'm sounding like I need a drink right now because I've been talking for a half an hour, but make sure that you're getting plenty to drink, plenty of nourishing liquids. If you're having a lot of trouble nursing two at once, like I said a few minutes ago, you don't have to. You can entertain your toddler in, in all the ways that it's recommended to entertain a toddler after your newborn comes. So reading a book or having a special little activity box for your toddler or and listening to a story on audio or even uh, letting them watch a TV show or something every once in a while. Coloring, anything like that that's not nursing. And then when you're done with nursing the new baby, your toddler can nurse. And some moms find that in the newborn period, they really need to, to just focus on the newborn, and then the toddler nurses after. But once the baby's older, they're able to nurse two at once. And others find that during the newborn period, they're nursing two at once a lot, and then as the baby gets older, they tend to, to kind of stagger their feedings. And again, that's just really what works for your family. Um, and just remember that tandem nursing can be hard, but it does have benefits from... The benefit of your child getting the milk to the benefit of a toddler being able to take care of excess milk so you don't experience engorgement. That was something that was really nice with the one that I had that nursed all the way through pregnancy was no engorgement to worry about. And with, with most of my other ones, I've had to manually express a little milk in the early days because my body apparently thinks it should make enough milk for two (laughs) and uh, and I always have too much when my milk comes in and it can get really painful so with a nursing toddler you just don't have to worry about that because they can walk over and take a little bit off the top Um, but remember that it's normal for nursing during pregnancy and tandem nursing to be tiring to be stressful even when they have their rewarding moments and lots of moms have gone through before you, and many, many moms are very pleased to, to know that they've been able to do it, and they've been able to give that gift to their older child, and that gift of a sibling-nursing relationship, uh, of being true milk, milk brothers, milk sister, milk brother and sister with their older child. And it's just, it's a really nice gift. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life Podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.